Hey, welcome to the Mission City Podcast. The Christmas story is so profound, and as we have been talking about, it's easy to forget to sit and reflect on it because of the busyness of the season. So today, we're going to read the account of Jesus' birth in Luke chapter 2 and reflect on its significance. Join us as we dive into this passage today. Good morning, Chuck. How are we doing? Hey, I am great this morning. It's good to see you. Good to see you. Um, What do you think about that playoff for college football? You got Alabama over Florida State? No, I did not. You you, You don't think that's right? And as much as I cannot stand Florida State, I I think that they should be in the playoffs. I mean, you're 13-0, you're a Power 5 conference champion. I get Alabama's conference champion. They they had to have a miracle to beat Auburn, right? Yep, 4th and 32. Well, the problem is, is, and I'm going to get in trouble from all you SEC weirdos out there, I feel like ESPN could not exclude an SEC team Mm. for TV purposes. It's for I would have money. almost. It's money. Picked, it's I would money. have almost picked Georgia over Alabama. Well, no, you can't. They're both the same, and Alabama beat them. Yeah, but they were number one all year. So, they only lost one game. So Alabama did too, but I just, I just don't think it was right. But you know, it was Texas bad. is in there. It was bad. There's your national champions right there. Uh, mm. Probably not, but I, I maybe mean, not. I'm, 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 I'm hoping a Texas. I'm glad Pastor it. Matt doesn't watch this, or I would be. Updating the resume. Remember when Dave? Remember when Dave worked for Mission City? Good times. That was, that was, that was, that was fun. That was some that fun was times fun. when Dave was here. Man. Yeah. No, it was. It's. I mean, yeah. The the answer is is there was no right answer. That's why we need twelve. And next year we'll have a debate on who was number thirteen. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then somebody could say you were thirteen. Stop complaining. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you're thirteenth, you're like, you're like, yeah. Yeah. But then you can always argue, well, look, Wild Card won the World Series. Mm. Who was that Wild Card that won the World Series? And who did they beat to get there? Mm, I don't know. I'm you don't remember that. that, do you? <laughs> no, I, I, and I refuse to even acknowledge it. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And they did it without cheating. But anyway, you know. So. That it's been discovered. So we are in the Christmas season. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we got some cool things. Uh, yeah. By the time this airs, we'd have done Fleece. Flea Snobby Dog. We would have done did the you, Kids Snow Day. We would have done. Did Christmas you wear? Did you wear some? Sort of. So what happened was all transparency. Last year we were told Flea Snobby Dog all staff. So I told the central staff, "Hey, we all get in a Christmas sweater for tomorrow, for this coming Sunday." Okay. Yeah. Saturday night about seven thirty, Ashley asked me, "Do you even have a Christmas sweater?" <laughs> oh. We rushed out of the house. <laughs> And the only place I could think of to go was Walmart and Target, who only had stuff that I couldn't wear on stage. Yes. So, because I was, I think I was preaching or something, and I didn't want to wear something really ridiculous. So, I ended up at Bass Pro Shop, and I got this fleece that's like red and blue or whatever, so it's kind of Christmassy. So, yes and no. Mm. Yes and no. I wear it actually other times besides Christmas. So. Well, Matt Carter was told wear an ugly Christmas sweater, and he showed up in the most hideous. Oh, no. But the problem was is it stunk. What? I mean, I could smell it when I walked backstage. I was like, oh, no. What stinks? He's like, it's this sweater. He said, Matt, he said, Pastor Matt told me to wear an ugly Christmas sweater. I said, yeah. But that is he not said ugly, not smelly. It was horrible. And he took it off. at the. He wore it for the first service. He took it off and threw it in the trash the second service. Oh, man. But he had a, he had a, 
he had a sweatshirt. It, I mean, go. a sweater. It was. But it was that was good. Then we we good. got uh, by the time this airs, we haven't had it yet, but we have snow days for our yeah. kids, That'll and then fun. we and Christmasville yes. at North. Yes. Um, and we're expecting a, a, a pretty big turnout for that. Yeah. So we're excited. Yeah. But you know, the thing about Christmas, and we this this come you know this coming out um, in in our last deal is. We get so busy sometimes that we just often forget, you know, really important things. And so, and, and, you know, just because we're pastors or work at the church and doesn't mean we're not victim to that because this is the busiest time of the year for us. Exactly. I think. Yep. You know. It is um, busy. There's a lot going on. And you, I mean, you, every week you have something. And, and really, we're doing it in order to make much of Jesus because it is about him. Mm-hmm. But still, you could. it would be very easy to get caught up in in yeah. the, you know, schedule. Yeah. And, it's easy and, for all of us to be busy, so busy that we forget uh, to just sit and reflect on Christmas, uh, even for us at a church. It's easy for us to get so caught up in like putting together our Christmas yes. that we forget to do it for ourselves, to reflect on it ourselves. Well, what's great about Christmas is it's it is a it is really the greatest mm-hmm. story ever told. Mm-hmm. And and so when we when on a Sunday morning or a Christmas morning when someone reads the account of the story, you're really talking about the the greatest story, the greatest um, um, thing that's ever happened in the history of mankind. Uh, a child was born uh, that would become the savior of the world. Yeah. And so that's that to me. That is the greatest story. And I think we're talking about maybe reading that this morning. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it would be good. We discussed it last week that it would be good for us to just read through the account in Luke two and just um, share that with our our audience mm-hmm. um, to take a, a few minutes and, and reflect on on that passage. So let's open up to Luke 2. Yeah. I'm going to lo- open up to Luke 2. Yeah. I thought you would have had it already. You know, uh, you know that probably would have been smarter. But Mark there. I was yeah. like, you know. I thought he had it memorized. That's what I was going to say. Well, did you know Dave? Linus, Linus did. Dave George has it memorized because he yep. used to, he, he does that every single year with his family. And so he has memorized the entire chapter of uh, Luke 2. He's smarter. He is smarter. Dave George and Linus. Um, yep. If you don't know who Linus is, then you need to go watch The Peanuts Christmas. It's a Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown. Yeah, is that it? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I like it, though. I watched it when I was a kid. I watch it now. Oh, it's great. Um, you know, there was one year where they cut out that part with Linus. Huh? Oh, yeah. And then there's a bunch of people yeah. in uproar. You know, yeah, it really was, and it was like, how can it's like having the Christmas story without Jesus is just, yeah, that's brilliant. That's 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 that woke whole woke thing. We're not going to go. We're not going to go there. Yeah, don't go there, Chuck. <laughs> All right. So uh, Luke chapter two. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when. Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancee, who was now obviously pregnant. 
And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first, son, her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord, uh, the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but an angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Yeah. Good job, Benny. That is, that is Benny reads good. I try. That's not grammatically correct. Benny reads goodly. <laughs> I try. He's a gooder reader. Uh, yeah. No, that's, that's, I, I love, like I said, I love the story. Uh, I've heard it in a different translation than that, so I was some of it caught me a little bit. Snuggly instead of swaddling. Yeah, yes, exactly. snuggly. I'm like swad, swaddling clothes. That's not ESV, is it? Uh, no, this is NLT. NLT, yeah. I also thought it was funny, as it said, uh, uh, he took with him Mary, his fiance, who was now obviously pregnant. Yeah. And I'm like, what is, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She's big. Uh, there's, some, there's something showing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, I, I love that story. And what's so cool about it is that it's just so much a fulfillment of what was prophesied by the prophets. Mm -hmm. uh, you read all through Isaiah. It talks mm -hmm. about a child will be born unto you, and we will call him Wonderful Father, uh, Counselor, Prince yeah. of Peace. I mean, so uh, the, the the fact that the prophecies that were fulfilled, that were, were stated in the Old Testament by these prophets, um, came to fruition, came to yeah. fulfillment exactly as they said, Micah talks about being born in Bethlehem, mm -hmm. and Bethlehem was where the Savior of the world would be born. And sure enough, it took an event like a a census <laughs> to push them, yeah, uh, to to Bethlehem, yeah, to fulfill that prophecy yeah. of being born in Bethlehem, but also of Nazareth, but also like. From Egypt that we know yeah. of later, he has to flee yeah. to yeah. Egypt. There's so much that lines up. Um, it is astounding. It's, it's astounding reading through the passage and seeing how we have known this whole time what was going to happen. But what's an incredible and why this is so profound is the angels coming down and they're saying, the Messiah who you have been waiting for is here. Right. You know what, what I get out of out of this story the most for me is to be very careful of 
what has become traditional tradition mm. over the word. So what I mean by that is, like you said, it took a census to get them to, to, to where it was. God orchestrates those things, all things, because the census wasn't a Christian thing. It was a governmental thing, right. and then that's what brought them. So they had this idea from tradition in Judaism that the Messiah would be certain things that weren't necessarily the the prophetic thing. Right. And so like even we see in Acts chapter 1 when the disciples go to Jesus after his resurrection and says, now will you restore the kingdom to Israel? Mm-hmm. And Jesus says... <laughs> Basically, what are you t- talking about? You know, kind Oy of a thing. Yeah, you don't need to know this thing. You know, kind of a thing. Their mind was this minimal thinking of how incredible would it be if we get to rule alongside in this earthly kingdom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, I have a better kingdom that you don't know about. Yeah. And so what often happens is we start to have these traditions or we think about the way something should be. And then we miss, so many people miss who the Messiah is, even today, because tradition has outweighed what Scripture really teaches. And so people that are still waiting for the Messiah, obviously in vain because the Messiah's come, and we know he's coming again. However, mm-hmm. that's often what happens. And we got to be careful that we don't, like one year I was going to jokingly, uh, the first church I pastored. I did a series on, um, or I did a message that was sort of like um, the wrong. Here, here's here's what the Bible says that goes against what tradition a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. And I was going to open it up by acting like I was going to preach about the little drummer boy, because the little drummer boy obviously is nowhere in Scripture. Right. And so I was, I thought it would be really funny if I got up and just to see people's reaction. We're going to talk today. About something biblical, the little drummer boy, you know, and how he did, you know, yeah, this yeah. or whatever. And then I was going to laugh or whatever. It would have been my last Sunday probably at that <laughs> yeah. church. But anyway, that's why I chickened out. But that that's what often happens. You know, we get these ideas where we pick traditions and they become more important. You know, like, well, it's tradition that we do this. We have it at our house, and then you have this this flare up of arguments. Well, we always have it there. Why can't we have? It? Because it's tradition. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not really about where you have the meal, and it's not tr- of what you eat. It's about the story you just read, and right. we have yeah. to be really careful that we make mm-hmm. sure that we prioritize the Word of God. Not just at Christmas, but all, that's why I'm so thankful to be a part of a church that. Every single Sunday, no matter who, we have a teaching team, no matter who stands up on our stage and declares the Word of God, it is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm thankful. Yeah. I love the story because it it it, it emphasizes so much about um, how God did not have a plan B. This was His plan all along. Mm. You know, that He had to have all... All the things happen in the Old Testament, all the laws, all the, you know, the, the sacrifices uh, to make people, we, I think, weary, honestly. When you think about it, if you had to fulfill all of these sacrifices and follow all of these laws, you become weary of it, mm. right? 
uh, I know when, when when certain things are placed on me, and I'm like, I've got to follow all these procedures. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I want to jump yeah. through all these hoops. It's, is it worth it? Mm. And then God says, No, I I need you to understand that, so that when I bring the perfect sacrifice right. into the world, you'll appreciate and understand right. and know that this is for me. Mm. That I'm going to fulfill this. Right. It's nothing you can do, and so. I'm going to orchestrate it in a miraculous way that nobody can explain it away. Yeah. Right? Uh, An undefiled virgin young teenager becomes pregnant through the Holy Spirit, uh, gives birth in a place, in a, in a way that draws... Uh, shepherds to it, wise men from the East to it, uh, whether it happened that day or whenever or years in the past, I mean, um, it's still, it drew men to, to it. Um, he orchestrated it in such a way that honestly, if we really thought about it and really dove into scripture, we could not deny Right. God, this was God's plan all along mm-hmm. to bring about a savior. Mm-hmm. And so so I'm I'm with you, Dave. I, I think a lot of times we we get caught up in the whole process of Christmas and and yep. all the all the things that aren't true about it, all the things that that create the fuss at in, in, in homes. We as a family, I think the greatest lesson is we gotta we gotta hold on loosely to all of our traditions, and be willing to say they're not they're not worth it. They're not worth mm-hmm. you know who's going to be at our house for dinner this year? Or we're or are we going away? Or I, I love when you said that because that's often been a fight in our families. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. well, well, why isn't so and so coming for Christmas this year? It's our year for yeah. them to come spend mm-hmm. it with us, and I'm like, you know. They've got their family, and they're going to do the things that they want to do. We, we're so caught up in way too many exterior things. We need to focus on the birth of Christ and celebrate that, regardless of who's in our home that day or not. Or what you eat. Or, or what we yeah. eat, you know. Which is always a big deal. I mean, that's okay, but mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't become the big deal. Huh. Well, you know, and, and then you go back to the Mary Martha story, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when— you know, Martha's gets frustrated with Mary because she's at the feet of Jesus. And what does Jesus say? You know, hey, you're doing too much. She's focusing on the best part. Yeah. You know, that's really, I know that's not what is typically a Christmas story, but it certainly could be because you get so the caught up. Applies. Like, I remember one year, and it may, I just, I was like, do you hear what you're saying? I, it was the first church I pastored, and there was a, a family that was like, well, we just couldn't make it to church because we have we just had too many things going on. I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, you know, we had to cook this and do this. We had all this in there. And I was like, so you sacrificed what it's all about for for for, for this. I was mm-hmm. like, they, and they didn't even see it. They were just so blinded by it because that's what we all, we all get caught up on something that is taking or, or distracting us away from the best part. You know, that's what Jesus told, Mar- not Martha, Martha, you know, you focus it on too many things. She has the better thing. Mm-hmm. And that that's what he is, the better thing, whether it is December 25th or whether it's March 
tenth, whatever it might be, he's still the best portion. Yeah. And there's there's nothing better than that. And so that's what we hope that people are sitting down and looking at Luke chapter two and allowing the Holy Spirit to say, make it about him. Mm. Make it all about him. Mm-hmm. Not what you got or what you gave, but about the greatest gift. Like you said, the greatest story. It's also the greatest gift, the greatest gift that you can give your children, your spouse, your neighbor, is demonstrating the love of our Heavenly Father who sent his son to live a sinless, perfect life so that we can know him. How incredible is that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Benny, thanks for reading the story. And of course. Bringing the word and appreciate you, Chuck, and you too, Benny. Dave. And yeah. appreciate being a part of Mission City and be watching for those Christmas Eve services mm-hmm. and be yep. watching for our New Year's Eve service. And Yep. Yeah. You can go to our website and you can find the times for your location. Absolutely. Merry Christmas. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Mission City Podcast. I hope this session encourages you to set aside time and reflect on what Jesus has done for us this Christmas. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with a friend and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on because it really does help us out. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time.